Hello, I am your host, Kelsey Padigas. Welcome to the Confidence Company podcast, where it is my mission to help you embody confidence from the inside out. I am a coffee shop owner turned hypnotherapist with a passion for helping entrepreneurs move past their barriers and do the deep inner work to have the business and life of their dreams. So are you ready for your next breakthrough? Come with an open mind and let's get started. All right. Happy Mindset Monday. We are going to shatter the ceilings that we are being kept under in our life. I want you to ask yourself right now, what ceilings are over my life? What ceilings are stunting my growth or convincing me I'm small, weak, and unworthy? Ceilings usually come in the form of a story that we tell ourselves over and over again, conscious or unconscious. And ceilings are from our experiences, from our past. And our mind takes those circumstances we lived and then places a stake in the ground saying, this is as far as we go, right here. This is as close as I can be to women because my mother looked at me in the face at eight years old and told me she didn't like me. Or on picture day in the sixth grade, I was asked if I was a slut by a few random girls I didn't know, not even knowing what that word meant, and certainly not looking like one. When I found out what that word meant, I felt completely misunderstood rejected and super confused. So to comfort me, my mom told me that those girls were just jealous of me, which further instilled a great amount of distrust with women. And in order to comfort myself with those stories, I began to wholeheartedly believe that I just got along a lot better with men. Okay, I'm just gonna be friends with boys. Just, I can't trust women right? It's just too hard. So I have lived most of my life in a state of needing approval from people. Um, I have been people pleasing to make sure people liked me for my own safety and my sense of self-worth and well-being. I needed everyone outside of me to like me. And I needed to contribute some type of value in order to be seen as valuable. And this story has set a ceiling of trust in my life. I can only trust, I could only trust people so much because if I were to openly trust someone, then I could get hurt. I could get blindsided and then that would be my fault, right? Because then I was so foolish to have put, allowed myself to trust other people. So I also had a story that I was shy because of the labels that were put on me when I was younger. And so this fed social anxiety. This has put a ceiling on my entrepreneurship in so many different ways, which I'm sure you can understand. So I was always very self-conscious 
about meeting new people, even though I could put on a face of confidence that it, it just wasn't the case though underneath. I just had so much anxiety, so many thoughts going on about how people were perceiving me and what am I going to talk about? I need to say this about me in order to convince them that I'm interesting, right? What do I talk about? How do I convince them to like me? How can I convince them that I'm confident in myself? And to do this, I had to puff up that invisible barrier even more that was protecting that little girl inside of me that was just in so much pain. And that's exhausting. All of that is so exhausting. That is all draining our energy subconsciously. Um, And my inner child just wanted love and approval and acceptance for who she was, not for the things she did, but for who she was. So there is this book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And he refers to our ceilings that we have in our life as our upper limit thermostat. He states that each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. I had a session with one of my private clients a week ago, and she told me how she noticed that she wasn't allowing herself to enjoy. She wasn't allowing herself to feel good that every time things were going good, she found a way to self-sabotage it. Have you ever self-sabotaged consciously or unconsciously goodness in your life? So when she said this to me, I knew I had to bring it on the podcast because I can fully relate. And I know there are so many people out there who can relate as well. So when joy and pleasure were not your everyday normal growing up, it's not going to become normal in your subconscious programming. It's not normal in your body. It's not normal in your thoughts. It's not normal in your feelings. If you experienced more stress than joy every day, your body actually becomes addicted to stress. So you have an inner thermostat on joy and it's keeping you in a stress cycle that's addictive. Dr. Joe Dispenza calls this um, an emotional cocktail that our bodies are addicted to. So I think it's so relatable that I really hope it um, helps you and other people who are listening. You know, if you know anyone who is who could benefit from this message, I highly encourage you to share it with them because this is how we we begin to realize these ceilings unconscious ceilings that we have that we can move through and break and shatter. So if you want to break these ceilings and dissolve them for good, you have every right to. I want that to just drill home in your heart. It is your fundamental birthright to live a life of joy. This has become my standard. This is a journey for me. This is my journey. <laughs> that my my inner healing is wrapped around this because joy is something that 
I was so cynical about. There was so much pain in my heart that when I saw someone living in pure joy, it triggered me so badly where I created these stories within myself of, well, that's not possible. Like what? Like, and I, and I became cynical about it, which is wicked. Um, and I forgive myself for that. And it, it's, a, it's not, it wasn't me being wicked, that it wasn't me, right? That cynicism wasn't who I am. Joy is who I am. That's why it triggered me because there was joy inside of me that wanted to be unleashed, that wanted to be free and, and expressed. But I had so much pain, all these pain um, and a joy ceiling that I couldn't break through. I didn't have the tools. So I am consistently stretching myself to embody joy for no reason. <laughs> like we don't need a reason to experience joy other than the reality that that's what God wants for us. I have found so much healing with my relationship in God, like knowing the truth about God and Jesus. And this isn't supposed to, like, I didn't, this wasn't a plan to like go here, but this is part of my journey. And this is what I want you to know too, that wherever you are with God, God wants that for you. He, he created us to be joyful. Joy comes from God. And in the pursuit of joy, our subconscious will limit us because of the stories, because of our past. Okay. So I was at a women's conference this past weekend and this amazing woman, she is a pastor at a church in North Carolina and her name is Penny Maxwell. And she shared a story of healing from a narcissistic mother, sexual abuse from her grandfather for 10 years. And then she told us of a story of um, one of her friends who had a ski accident. And in the ski accident, she busted her face and her nose so badly. And this accident permanently pen um, penetrated the airways in her nose where he was causing her to not sleep all night because she couldn't breathe while she was sleeping. And because she couldn't breathe while she was sleeping and not sleeping right, then that messed up every other area of her life. Like moms, you know how this feels when you have a baby. Like sleeping, now sleeping is like my favorite thing in the world. I love sleeping because when you, when you don't have that sleep, it becomes, you realize how important it is, right? When you when you have a baby and you don't sleep, you know that if you don't get sleep, everything else is really hard. The rest of your day is really hard. So anyway, she said to her friend, well, why don't you just go get your nose fixed, right? It seems easy this day and age. And she said, her friend said, oh no, that would hurt too much. And she was just a little shocked by that response. But she said that in that moment, God spoke to her and told her that is exactly why people don't heal, right? Why people don't want to move through their ceilings. They don't want to look at why they're not living the life they actually dream of or why they're self-sabotaging or why they keep hitting a plateau or why they keep tolerating things that don't serve them. So people are not willing to experience short-term pain in order to heal long-term and that is exactly what is required when looking at the causes of our ceilings. 
we have to look at those old wounds. And it's going to be a little painful or a lot painful. (laughs) But that is what it's required. So I want to share with you the hidden barriers that Gay Hendricks explains in greater detail in his book, The Big Leap. And the first one is the hidden barrier of feeling fundamentally flawed. Ooh, ooh, this one is, it hits home for me. And let me tell you, in the deep inner work I've done, there, personal development, like regular personal development, development didn't help me with this hidden barrier. That's why I found hypnotherapy. That's what was so amazing about hypnotherapy because you can dig deeper. You have to dig deeper, especially with a wound like this, fundamentally flawed, because a lot of that personal development that's out there that's great, it doesn't um, get past our ego, right? That cynical version of me that was like, what is joy? (laughs) Like what? You're happy right now for no reason? Like, that's so weird. Um, right? A lot of personal development doesn't move through that barrier that, cause that is protecting some big pain right there. And, um, so it's going to require a lot more than affirmations to heal that type of wound because when that barrier is present, a feeling fundamentally flawed, like there's something you were born with something wrong with you it will block affirmations like I am worthy from entering the subconscious. Like I am the, the affirmation I am worthy will go to your ego and your ego will reject that. Be like, uh, no, there is no program in my subconscious for that, right? Your subconscious is like a computer. And so it will not compute. Something like that will not compute in your computer. So don't feel bad if affirmations are not working for you release any type of shame right now that is telling you like, why aren't these affirmations working for me? Because there are reasons why you have to know how to move through the ego to get past those barriers and to have them actually land in your computer, which is your subconscious mind. So it does not compute because your computer doesn't have a worthiness program, right? It's a virus in your computer. It's a lie. And the healing comes from when you start, when you, um, when you look at when you started to agree with that lie and then doing the reprogramming in your computer with new programs of worthiness, value, wholeness, you are not broken. Let me tell you right now, you are not broken. That is a lie. There is nothing fundamentally flawed with you. You were born perfect. And that's the type of work that needs to be done in your subconscious on a deep, deep level. The second hidden barrier is disloyalty and abandonment. And these are the questions that Gay Hendricks has. Um, Did I break the family spoken or unspoken rules to get where I am? Even though I'm successful, did I fail to meet the expectations my parents had of me? Oof. That's, those are, those are powerful questions. The third hidden barrier is believing that more success brings a bigger burden. Now, um, the underlying story here is I can't expand to my highest potential because I'd be an even bigger burden than I am now. 
Wow. So I, I want to share with you a story. I went to Bloomingdale's a couple of weeks ago to go shopping for a branding photo shoot and, and to upgrade my wardrobe a little bit. So I actually used to work at Bloomingdale's. I used to dress really nice all of the time until I opened my coffee shops. And then it didn't make sense for me to wear name brand clothes in order to get bleach stains on them and food spilled on them all day. So eventually, you know, my wardrobe became very boring and very coffee shop oriented. You know, I actually got rid of name brand clothes because I was like, what's the point of having these? So I'm like on this journey with my wardrobe right now. I'm like, actually, I want to start dressing nicer and like higher quality clothes. So everything I tried on at Bloomingdale's fit and looked amazing. And I was like so excited to have new, fresh quality clothes. It's been so long and I splurged a little bit. And as I was deciding um, on what clothes to buy, I started getting anxious, like anxiety started coming in. And I started observing my thoughts and feelings. And there was this feeling like I didn't want to be a burden to want these nice clothes. And I reflected on this story and I was like, where, where else has this shown up in my life? Where have I learned this? And it reminded me of when my mom was in the hospital um, in 2018. She passed away of multiple myeloma and the pa and the last two weeks of her life were in the hospital and there was this day where she wanted me and my brothers to come to the hospital she wanted to tell us that she was ready to die okay very heavy conversation she was telling us that she was ready to give up and this made me so angry like that is very triggering to me um i i I mean, obviously this is a very heavy circumstance, but that just makes me mad when someone wants to give up in anything. Like I am that person, like it's not over till the fat lady sings and then some, okay? So anyway, this made me so angry. I was eight months pregnant. I was about to have a baby. I'm like, how could you want to give up right now? And I was talking to her about why, why do you want to give up? And I, she was obviously, she was in so much pain. She was, and she felt defeated, and she was in, I watched her be in pain where there was no medicine that was relieving her of pain, and she said that it felt like it was worse than being in labor, which I have been in painful labor, so I can't imagine, like, and there was no medicine like an epidural for her, like nothing was working. The nurses were giving her things and nothing was working. So anyway... Um, so she felt completely defeated, so much pain. She was so tired, but then she said something else that stood out to me. And she said that she didn't want to be a burden anymore. She felt like a burden to her husband. She felt like a burden to just being there to, um, with all the medical bills, people taking care of her. And people's lives being disrupted because of her. And that made me so furious. And I'm really tired of that story. <laughs> and I'm tired of it. it. It brings so much sadness to me because I don't believe anyone should ever feel that um, consciously or subconsciously. And I have, I know that I've lived this. And it's shown up in many other areas of my life, not just with clothes. 
but um, that's just the example. Um, but I know that I live that in order to help free women from this dysfunctional, disgusting lie that they are a burden in this world. Um, you know, unless they're people pleasing and losing themselves in order to people please, right? So if you believe that's one of your hidden barriers, I'm going to tell you right now that that is a lie from hell. That is a lie straight from hell. And it's the opposite. The truth is that you're a gift, you're a miracle, and you are necessary. So if you, if that's pinging at your body at all, if you see yourself in that story at all, then I encourage you to eliminate that ceiling right now. Like start doing that work, that inner work to heal that because it has got to go. Number four hidden barrier is the crime of outshining. The unconscious mantra goes like this. I must not expand to my full success because if I would, if I did, I would outshine, fill in the blank, and make him or her look or feel bad. This barrier is very common among gifted and talented children. They get a lot of their parents' attention, but a strong subliminal message along with it. Don't shine too much or you'll make others feel bad or look bad. I love that the author gave light to this subliminal messaging because sometimes it's not about what was said to you, but about the actions or even the feelings and the energy that you picked up on in your home. A lot of the things I picked up on from my mother were she didn't have to say it right? I could feel it. I could feel how angry she was. I could feel how sad she was. I could feel that something wasn't right. And children pick up on that. And from the age of zero to seven, you are absorbing those subliminal messages like a sponge. So whatever your ceiling is right now, maybe it's a generational curse right? That you are here to break. Maybe it's something that's been normalized in your family by the story that it runs in the family. But maybe it's an unconscious ceiling based on your skin color, ethnicity, your culture, your gender. Well, you get to look at this root. You get to look at the root of the story that is causing that ceiling in the face right now and say to it, this ran in the family until it ran into me. Because the truth is you have a power inside of you that is untapped. And when you tap into it, you will finally begin to embody the potential you know is in there that you've been hiding. Let's just be real. And it's nothing is unprogrammable okay when we when we bring all the principles of the subconscious mind when we bring in all the the laws of the universe when we bring in the word of god all of it comes together let me tell you the more i study this the more i'm just i am amazed 
every single day by how everything comes together. And the truth is, is that you don't have to agree with any of those ceilings. You don't have to agree with any label that has put on that has been put on you. You don't have to agree with any history and you certainly don't have to agree with your personal experiences from the past. It does not mean anything for your future unless you make it mean that. So there's three personality qualities I want you to practice with yourself when doing this inner work of breaking chains, of breaking curses, of reprogramming your mind, of renewing yourself from the inside out. And these are very boring, but they're very profound. And the first one is kindness, which is much different than being nice. But embodying kindness to yourself, for yourself. Embodying patience instead of impatience or expect or having high expectations and standards for yourself, believing you should be further along than where you are now. No. Patience, patience, patience. And then embodying courage. I want you to focus on the courage inside of you to say no to these stories, to stop agreeing with these stories for looking at your pain and learning how to walk through it and heal from it. You are courageous for doing this work. So practice all of these daily to yourself, for yourself, and you will move to higher levels little by little until you get to a place where you're just, you're like looking back at how far you've come and you climbed a mountain. Eckhart Tolle said that it is not uncommon for people to spend their whole life waiting to start living. And I want to ask you, when are you going to start? You start living when you start taking responsibility for every single part of your life. When you stop blaming other people, you stop complaining. That's useless energy. You could be using that energy to be figuring out how to create what you want. You start taking responsibility for the parts that are working and the parts that are not working. When you do that, this is you taking your power back. Because blaming and complaining isn't, that's giving your power away. You're taking your power back into your hands, the power for your life into your hands. And you start using it to create the life you want to live. So this week, what ceiling are you committed to shattering? I hope you have an abundant week ahead full of breakthroughs, of aha moments, of transformation, of more joy, of you living a life that you enjoy. You deserve that. You deserve to love your life and every part of it. Don't settle for less than that.
I love you. I'll catch you next episode. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to this episode. It is my honor to be a part of your journey. If you feel moved, please leave a five-star review. I would deeply appreciate it. And please share this episode with your friends, with your family, on your social media platforms. We can spread this message of transformation, of healing, of power, and have an abundant day.